I just want to begin by saying a tremendous thank you to Rev. Daniel Aguilar for stories to inspire and for all of his incredible work that he does on behalf of Kal Yisrael. I personally have been inspired by what you produced, along with so many others in Kal Yisrael. So thank you on behalf of myself and all Kal Yisrael. Hashem should bench you that you should be able to go mechayel lechayel in your avoides hakodesh. I want to tell you, my friends, a very crucial idea that I believe that we're in the throes of grappling with in this challenging time, and yet is essential for us to hold on to in this challenging time. My great-great-great-grandfather, Motelhana Stipler, was once sitting there, and his son, my Zedra came into the room and he saw that his father looked dejected. And he said to him, Tata, what's going on? What's the matter? So his father wanted to dodge the question. So he said, oh, some money problems. His son, Rebbe saw that that wasn't the real answer. He said, no, 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 Tata, what's going on? What's the matter? Look so down. So he said, oh, some family problems. No. He kept trying to sidestep the question and his son kept pushing, no, Tata, what's the real problem here. Until finally, the mother on the stapler turned to him and said, what do you want? I should tell you what's going on in heaven. That the mother on the stapler, that tzaddik that he was, he had seen up in heaven something that was very troubling. And he felt saddened and despondent, dejected because of what he saw in heaven. And the Bible on the stapler said to him, Abitata, Father, and what does sadness do in heaven? And what effect is your sadness having in heaven? Is that beneficial or detrimental? And his father turned to him and said, you're right. As much as he had seen something that was difficult in heaven, the response of dejection was magnifying it, not helping. And that the correct response that every one of us as Jews needs to hold on to, and it's a struggle, it's difficult, I'm not saying it's easy, but what we need to fight for in the time of a challenge and difficulty and darkness is to hold on to our simcha, our joy as Jews. Our joy as Jews. You may say, wait, we shouldn't feel sad? No. You feel both. Chazal tell us, that Avram Avinu, when he went to go do the Akedah, he went with speed and with simcha and with joy to go do the will of Hashem. And at the same time, the Medrash says is that when he stuck out his hand to perform the act of the Akedah, of slaughtering his son, there were tears streaming down his cheeks. We are human. We're meant to feel the sadness and the pain and the hurt. But at the same time, in the core of our being, there's a deep, profound sense of joy. What is that joy? How do we hold on to joy in this time? That crucial ingredient that we're being told, not only is it crucial for us as Jews and our worship of Hashem and our relationship with Hashem, but actually has the power to impact the difficulty. And that joy, holding on to our joy, actually could take the din, the severe judgment that's coming into the world, and could be mounted, we're told. It can sweeten it. If we could hold on to the joy, then we bring joy 
into the experience, and that's able to banish some of the darkness. So for both of these reasons, for our relationship with Hashem as Jews, and for what has the power to do, we must hold on to the joy even while we cry. What's the joy, you ask, though? Right? What's that joy? What am I being joyful about? There's no doubt one answer that I'm sure you will hear from many, which is true. We must fortify ourselves in this truth. Everything Hashem does is good. It's perfect. It's good. We have no comprehension. We don't know what good is. We don't know how to measure it. We don't know how to calculate it. We don't know how to see Hashem's beautiful painting that He is, has, has going across the millennia and how perfect it is. And one day we will celebrate every one of these moments for the goodness that's in it. That's one ingredient to hold on to the joy. Remind ourselves again and again, Hashem is our Father. No one loves us more than Him. Nobody. You don't even love yourself as much as Hashem loves you. And if He's doing this, it's perfect. And if you had the vision to see, you would choose this. It's wild to say that, but it's true. That's one. That's how you hold on to the joy of the moment, to know it's perfect, to know it's good. But then the Mesil Susharim tells us there's a second way to hold on to joy of the moment. Even when it's difficult, even when it's brutal, even when it's hard, even when it's sad, is to feel charged and fulfilled, knowing I am walking through fire for my king, for my creator, for the love of my life. It's hard, yes, and because it's hard, I feel the significance of this moment between me and Hashem. Hashem, you chose me to walk through fire for you. You chose me to fight through this battle for you. You chose me to struggle with all of the emotions of this moment. And even to cry when it's appropriate to cry. You chose me to do that for you. And as I go through this moment of struggle and difficulty, as I walk through fire, Hashem, I do it for you. And that connection and that greatness of that moment is so fulfilling and so meaningful and so powerful and such a bond between us that that itself creates more love and more simcha, a deep, profound sense of happiness even inside the difficulty. So that's my first point. What does sadness do in heaven? We must balance that with the hurt of the situation, we put in effort to counter and keep as a constant in our life the simcha and joy. How lucky we are to be Jews. How lucky we are to be connected to Hashem. How lucky we are to have Hashem dictate how our life goes and we will walk with Him into every desert, into every valley, wherever He goes, we want to go because it's perfect and because it's our chance to do that with Him and for Him. We have to hold on to that, and hopefully with that simcha, that will banish a lot of the darkness. But point number two within that, he said to me, well, that would be great if I was walking through fire for Hashem. But I don't feel like I'm doing that. I'm not out there on the front lines. I'm not even packing up those duffel bags. I'm struggling with the emotions. I'm confused. I'm conflicted. I'm not holding on to my betach and my faith in Hashem. I'm struggling with it. I'm trying to daven, but but not getting answered, but still trying to maintain my faith, the davening works. I'm trying to improve, but I'm struggling with if the improvement is significant. I'm struggling because there's so many activities going on that I could be part of, but you know, I can't because I'm at home with my children, trying to take care of my children. And don't think that's even a glorious moment because mostly I'm just trying to now lose 
my cool with them and yell at them or try not yell at them more. This is not feeling very spiritual, very moving, like I'm on the front lines, like I'm walking through fire for Hashem. This feels pretty pathetic. Feels uninspired. And every one of us has a struggle that's going on now in our own way. In many different areas, usually. Because a big challenge like this hits on a lot of emotions simultaneously and impacts a lot of our life simultaneously. And we feel a lot of guilt and a lot of anxiety and we're not sure what should we be doing and how should we be doing and what we're doing and it, the, 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 and we wish we were doing more and we can't do so much of the struggle. And you say, but so I'm not walking through fire for Hashem. I'm just a mess. So in 1962, the Mossad caught Adolf Eichmann for that historical trial to prosecute him, but really to shed light on the atrocities of the Holocaust. And in fact, they built a special building to house this trial. And they were trying to decide as a committee, they wanted to put an edifice, a a structure, a statue in the front that would show the heroes of the Holocaust. They had a committee. Who are the heroes of the Holocaust? Somebody suggested it's the members of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. Guns in arms, fight. I said, wait, what about all the Jews that died with Shema Yisrael on their lips, holding on to Hashem? as their life was snuffed out. What about those heroes? Wait, what about the child that would sneak over the fence to get food for his family? What about the doctor that risked his life to go from Jew to Jew, bunk to bunk, trying with whatever he had to help and to heal at risk to his own life? I said, wait, what about those Ger Hasidim that totally defied the existence of the Nazis. And they pretended it wasn't happening, and they hid and learnt and david and dressed just like regular until they were caught and killed. What about those heroes? So who is it? Which statue belongs? Who is the hero of that dark time in history? Who is the hero of that struggle? And my answer to that, my friend, is it's you. It's every one of those people in their own way. It's everyone who shows up through the difficulty and the challenge that Hashem is offering us, and we give it our best shot. Whatever that means for you, whatever that struggle, it's going to be a struggle, whatever that struggle is that you are invested in to try and do your best, maybe it is to feel more satisfied just being at home with your kids, or to lose your cool less, or to struggle with the emotions of the whole thing. Every one of us, when we show up to give this our best shot, we are the heroes of this story. Maybe some of us are on the front lines of Gaza. We're waving the gun. Maybe we're the doctor giving healing and help to those around us. Maybe we're the child trying to get food for somebody else. Maybe we're the Yiddish mama that's putting her own emotions aside so that she could be there to uplift and nurture her family. Maybe we're the rabbi who's struggling to balance his congregation. Maybe we're here. Maybe we're in Eretz Yisrael. Maybe we're struggling to feel more sad. Maybe we're struggling to feel more happy. Maybe we're all of them in a big mix and mess. And that's glorious. Because in every challenge, the reason Hashem made the challenge is because He has heroes that are meant to emerge from it. There are legends that are meant to emerge And the people that Hashem chose to be here in this challenge, you know who it is? It's us. We're not here by accident because you happen to be born now. 
Hashem made this happen now and handpicked you and I to be here. We are the heroes of this story. We are the legends of this moment in history. We are the ones that are meant to go through the challenge and battle to hold on to whatever we can in whatever way we can and to keep each day a new struggle, a new struggle, how to, how to, how to. And every moment of that that you engage in that is holier than fire and is lighting up the world. And is exactly why Hashem chose you because He knew you could do that. He knew you could fight in that way. He knew you would grapple with it and that you wouldn't throw in the towel and you wouldn't call it quits, even though it's not pleasant and even though it's not so easy and even though it's not clear. That's what makes you the hero of this moment, my friends. And that's your walk through fire for Hashem. Every one of us in our way joined hand in hand on the front lines. Some will be able to learn, some of us won't. Some will be able to daven, some won't. Some will be able to immerse ourselves in the experience and some of us it will be healthier if we detach. And most of all, we're all going to grapple with what is that right step. And that grapple and that attempt to get it right makes you a legend. So, Mitz Hashem, for every one of us in this time, to give Hashem such nachas, because He's looking at us with such nachas right now. Because a challenge is really our greatest moment to feel the simcha that we were picked to be the soldiers, the holy soldiers of this moment, the simcha that we get to walk through this difficulty with Hashem and for Hashem, and that our struggles, whatever they are, that is the story of the hero. To embrace that challenge and throw ourselves into it and give it our best shot, whatever that is, wherever that is, and however that looks. In Merz Hashem, we should be zeichet to do that. We should be zeichet to feel the fulfillment of that. We should be zeichet to give Hashem profound nachas. And we should be zeichet that through our shining in the dark, we should merit to have Hashem light up this entire world, banish all difficulties, celebrate with us at the finish line with the Geula Shlema Bimheirah Viyameinah.